Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, and welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby and Laura here with you today on this wonderful Monday morning, and we are going to be talking about my... I think favorite topic for like the last 18 months is fear and how we relate to fear and how fear yay, controls fear. our life. Ooh, <laughs> yay. yay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I I love talking about this topic. I also think that it's a really cool topic to explore because not only do we get to like reflect on our own relationship to fear and how it shows up in our life and our business, but also hoping to give you guys a little easy talking points, either to create some content or to dive a little deeper with your clients. Like I think that fear is a universal thing that we can all understand, even if it's unique to each and every person. Um, And it's a like, I don't know, this just comes up so much on coaching calls for, for me. And so I'm excited to gush about it with Laura and with all of you this morning. Um, Last call, though, we have an announcement for our March mentorship groups. We are almost full when we are recording this at the beginning of February. We have like four spots left for March. And if you are on the fence, now is the time, my friend. We don't want you to wait. We are not sure that we are going to be running anymore in the summer. Um, we are unsure of what the schedule is for the remainder of this year. Uh, we are opening ourselves to, mm, what's the way to say this, of like divine intervention of like, if we need a pivot, we're going to take the pivot. And so this is last call. If you want to be in the mentorship, you want to come to the retreat, you want to do all these fun things, we would love to have you. Um, I just got off an application call this morning, right before recording this. And she's like, God, I've been on the fence for so long about this. (laughs) And it just feels so good to finally say yes and get off the freaking fence. Like there's such a relief in making the deciding forward. Yeah. 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 
Totally. Yeah. So this is this is going to be about the fear we see a lot with new nurse coaches or nurse coaches in their first year or entrepreneurs in their first year. But we also want to reiterate that fear is the human experience. And so all of your clients that you work with, it does not matter your niche or what you're working with them in. They all have fear and they all have fear that is creating personal gravity and holding them back from transformation. So if you can speak the language of fear first, be literate inside of yourself with your own fears of naming them, of being with them. That's the first part as the coach. And the second part is learning how to work with others. And we're going to do a little bit with that of that with you today um, because I think it's really, really important. I mean, human beings have very similar fears and human beings have very, very similar desires and wants. And so when you understand those two things, you can be in a room with anybody and kind of know them, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the, the great equalizer. So we're going to talk about top five fears of nurse coaches. We've kind of boiled it down to some version and, and pretty much everybody's fears will fit into these five. But I, the first one, which is not surprising, is fear of failure. I mean, this one, in, it just is. It just is as an entrepreneur. It's what if you put yourself out there, you tell everybody that you're a nurse coach, you launch your practice, it doesn't work, you're a terrible coach, and then you just shrink back into the life you had before with permanent shame and scars and everyone's mm-hmm. going to be talking about you. And what does that mean about you? And for little Laura, it was like, oh, well, now you're a piece of shit. Like that was mine. It's like no matter what happened, if it wasn't perfect, if it, if it didn't go better than it could ever be imagined, if I wasn't number one, the only alternative way I could be was a piece of shit. It was so irrational. So um, I talk about on a lot of other podcasts, but we want to dive into this one with yeah. how it might relate to you, how it might show up for you and what stage you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, I think, I don't know that I've met a human in any field ever that doesn't have this fear in some way. So, but I do think that nurses in particular have a special relationship to this fear because we most of us started in a job working bedside to where you actually couldn't fail, right? Right. Like people it could was life die or death. if you failed. <laughs> and um, I, I find myself reminding our clients of that a lot, our mentees of that a lot of like whenever we get so serious and I can't mess up. And if I mess up, there's like this preconditioned response of like gripping on so tight. And it's like, hey, 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 I hear you. This is important. And nobody's dying here. It's actually not the end of the world if you fail. Like, we're going to learn either way. The pursuit is what's important here. Um, And so I just wanted to kind of begin there as well of like, I think everybody has this fear. We're not special if we have this fear. However, I think it's heightened in nurses as well, just because of our background and experience. Um, So reminder, no one's dying here. Even even if you like do a group coaching program or one-on-one program and everybody hates it, there's so many solutions on the other end. Like it, there's so many ways to solve all of the problems that could arise up. Um, and most of the time I see once people kind of like stare this fear in the eyes, they're like, oh, this actually isn't so bad. You know, like, yeah, oh, I, I can. It, this wasn't as scary as I thought it was. But we have like such a thick story around the thing that. I mean, it's visceral the way that you feel. Yeah. 
It, it is. And there's we have all our different flavors of this, probably some from childhood, our personality types. What is our birth order? Are we the first child? Like there's lots of reasons why this might be bigger for you or that you might perceive this as bigger for you. And yeah. um, for entrepreneurs especially, because I think we forget that that starting your own nurse coaching practice, you're not only just a new coach practicing a new type of nursing and a new type of skill, but you're also, for a lot of us, for the first time, opening up our own business, which makes us an entrepreneur. And starting a business as an entrepreneur is scary for every, like everybody, not just coaches. It's just scary. And we worry about losing money and wasting our time. Like worst case scenario, if you uh, th- the number one cost of a nurse coaching business is your mentor. Usually, it is very low overhead. Even if you have an office, it's still very very low overhead. But if you have, if you have a primarily online coaching business, you have your certification, you have your mentor, you have a few other startup expenses that are nominal. You're looking at at the most twenty k investment to potentially making millions and millions of dollars for the rest of your life. So it's a super low risk, high reward business compared to a restaurant where you're going to be putting in 500,000 and you might break even at the five-year mark and 95% of restaurants fail. So I want to remind like our community that this particular business that you're starting is so low risk compared to all other types of businesses. It's actually Mm. totally spoiled us because... I love starting businesses. I have four now. We might start a fifth. Like I love starting businesses. Now I love it. And I keep having these ideas in my new town to like open a, a water shop and have King and water machines. And and then I start to do the numbers in my head and write the business plan. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much more risk. There's mm-hmm. so much more risk and so much less reward that I've kind of ruined all other businesses, I think. <laughs> At least brick and mortars. Uh, so we are presenting you with a possibility of a very uh, a good place to start if you're going to become an entrepreneur. Like this is a great low risk, high reward opportunity. Um, yeah, for you guys. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I was, I, I do that a lot too. Of when, like, last weekend. We had an old mattress that we needed. Like it was a big floppy memory foam king mattress. It's almost impossible to lift with two people. Um, so Rob and I were talking. I was like, we should just pay somebody to come pick it up. Like I, I, we don't have a truck. It's total pain in the butt. And this guy who is a few years older than us showed up in his truck and just picked up the the mattress for us for like a hundred bucks. And so Rob was talking to him and he was like, yeah, you know, I have some land out on my property and I just pick up people's garbage and then I put it in a big dumpster. And when the dumpster is full, then I pay the flat fee to go dump it all at once. Um, And it's kind of like my side gig. And I was just like, damn, I'm so fascinated by the way people (laughs) make money like that. Like, that's so interesting. But even then I was like poking holes in it. And I was like, I would never drive all over town and waste my time in the car hauling big ass mattresses to the to my property yeah. just to put them in a different garbage can. Like, bah, 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 bah. I was I was being a negative Nelly about it. Uh, but there's really, truly so like you could spend twenty thousand dollars going to Disney World one time. Yeah. With a family of five. You know, like there's there's. 
yes, it yes, it is scary. Yes, it is like you're taking a chance on yourself. It means a bunch of things. Um, but in the big spectrum of like being a business owner, this one is so safe. So small. Compared. So small and safe. Yeah. 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 Uh, people say, well, I don't have, you know, money saved up. And it's like, well, that's why most businesses have take small business loans out. So it's not rare. Just like we took school loans out to learn a skill that we would hopefully make money on for the rest of our lives might cost me $120,000 to go to nursing school. So um, I, I just want to reiterate that, yes, the fear of failure is real. And you're also starting something that has a really, really low risk profile in the scheme of all things. And one way to poke holes in this for yourself that I find really helpful is that is if you truly embody growth mindset, like if you decide that from this point forward, you are just going to live in that mindset, then you can't lose. You can only win or learn. And so that, that way failing is failing forward. If you failed in your nurse coaching business, whatever that means for you, it's probably because it was a stepping stone to bring you closer to something that fulfilled you or some other way to make money. And we've seen this over and over again as well. Mm-hmm. Where clients um, don't go private practice, they they launch it, they do it, they kind of don't like it, they end up having a baby, they end up working for a, a different provider in a role that they co-created with the skills that they learned from launching their own business. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times we're just not privy to the destination, like spirit has us on this ride and we do our best. And from that like perspective, you can't really fail. Like there's just yeah. no way to fail. Yeah, this is the mindset Lauren I have about the successful nurse coaches as well. Like we're gonna yeah. we're gonna ride it and we're gonna do all of the things and we're gonna like really play as full out as possible. And if the page turns, then like man, the thing on the other side of this must be really freaking great if for yeah. the page to turn, right? Like it's um uh it kind of like softens the unknown for me even still. Yeah. Yeah, there's this trust, uh, like there's this big self-trust around it because you've done it a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you uh, t- share about that that memory that came up in your Facebook memory, just because it was so good. <laughs> and it was pre-Coach Shelby. Yeah, pre-Coach Shelby. She's so funny. She's starting to pop up on my Facebook memories <laughs> these days. I've shared this a couple times in the Facebook group where I'm like, oh, we've evolved from like the cringy Facebook memories to like, I see this version of myself starting to emerge, this version of myself that desires more, that desires different, that desires to have more impact. And um, this quote popped up for me yesterday that was talking about fear uh, before we even knew we were talking about this podcast. And the quote is from Lori Harder. And the quote is saying that you can't because you're scared is like saying you can't move your hands because they are tied with toilet paper. Yeah. And like how... Like the toilet paper is still there, right? Like the fear is absolutely still there. I don't want to bypass that part, but it's just like there are so many tools in the coaching world, in the mindset world, in the shift in being world that you have to pull in order yeah. to like, it's not definite. It's not written in stone. Um, and I feel for some folks, it, it does feel that way. Like it, it like it's like it, it's concrete and can't shift. And that's just yeah, not true. It's just simply not true. Well, and Alex Hermosi, I love, I love his the point of view on entrepreneurship. He's awesome. He's got millions of followers. He didn't have millions of followers when I started following him, but now he's really blown up. And you can find his content everywhere. Him and his wife own multiple businesses. 
And he was very clear that like at some point you have to fall in love with the journey. Like it's not the destination. So fear of failure implies that everything, the money that you spend and the and the time that you spend on this thing doesn't have value. That the only value is the potent is this success or this later thing, this later set of external circumstances that makes it all worth it. And he says over and over again, like you can never work for that. That's never enough. Like you mm-hmm. have to fall in love with the journey itself. And so from that perspective, I remember Evan would say, just look at like look how hard this is. You're going to look back and be like, remember how hard that was. Like you're going to re- look back with fondness of like, remember that hustle or how hard it was and how you wanted to quit? It like ends up being this, this storyline that you're a part of that is interesting and kind of fun as opposed to this sense of dread and burden on your shoulders that you're, all of your, your worth is tied up on this potential outcome. It's mm-hmm. like a totally separate way to live. And I think as an entrepreneur, you have to adopt uh, Alex's way or else you will quit. And uh, that's part of what we do in mentorship. And, and any good coach is going to walk you through that over and over and over again of like shifting your perspective, of uh, unburdening your backpack of fear and in finding the implicit value in all of the action that you're taking like day-to-day, week-to-week in your business. It'd be really helpful. Yep. 100%. Yeah, there's um, a podcast I listened to a few weeks ago about falling in love with your purpose. And like, what is your purpose? And how do you know when you're in your purpose? And they, he was saying a similar flavor of, of what you said of like falling in love with like the creation of it. Falling yeah. in love with like, can I make this thing the best thing that I can make? And like, who cares if anyone else sees the inherent yeah. value of it or cares as much as I care. But like when you fall in love with the creative process of it all, um, it becomes contagious, right? Like it, it yeah. and it, you're in service of others. It's almost, impo- it's energetic at that point. And um, I think that the most successful entrepreneurs that we know in the nurse coaching realm and beyond are people who can withstand the high highs and the low lows and just be in the ride and and find like the silver lining in in all of the moments too. Yeah. Quickly, actually, with support. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next big fear we know that you guys have is money. We get it. We know. We've been talking to you for years. We went through it ourselves. So the fear of financial instability, It's it, I hear this all the time. Well, well, I have to make this money back. If I spend this money, Laura, I have to make this money back. It's like, well, if you don't quit, you will. But I can't tell you how fast it's going to take. Like you have to like, how can we create runway? How could it be okay in your world for it to take however long it took? Because if you're doing this as a quick way to make money, it's it's not going to work. This is not a mm-hmm. quick way to make money. This is a, a commitment to a change in the way that you see the world and you see yourself that if you stay on the path will change the way you make money for the rest of your life. And yeah. people always say, well, I need stability and I want structure and I want certainty. And it's like, well, 
That sounds great. I think there's a big part of our brain that desires that, absolutely. But there's also a part of your brain that has that potentially with your job right now that feels like you're dying inside because you actually desire a little bit of risk and variety and adventure and creativity. And you're you're drowning under the weight of not fulfilling your soul's purpose. Like your soul is tired. And so the goal is is to have a little bit of both. And I think we've we've played with our perspective on jobby jobs and nurse coaching practices. And there's no right or wrong. We've seen people work full-time and build full-time practices. We've seen people quit their jobs, go all in, and, and that version work. But what we're most interested in when we're coaching you and as you listen to this is we want to know what's going to work best for you. And a lot of times a PRN position is fantastic as a nurse, like for being a coach, like having a PRN job that you can scale up and down is a fantastic tool. And even for some of you who are really burnt out, uh, dare I say, get a job where you earn money not doing something nursing related Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I remember this moment for me because you coached me through it. And I say this with a lot of love because I don't think that you were actually coaching me in this moment, Laura. You were like telling Mm -hmm. me in this moment Mm -hmm. whenever we were whenever we were peer Mm -hmm. partners because I was working night shift in the ER. It was terrible. And my my travel contract had just ended. And I was like, I cannot go back here. Like, I cannot. It's I'm literally even if I had no backup plan, I would have to figure out something else because this this job is terrible because and I told myself because of the nights, like the night shift is just killing me. I can't do it. And that was true, but it was just a symptom of a deeper problem. And so I quit. I told them, unless you can give me days, which I knew they couldn't do, I'm out. And then like 10 days later, they emailed me and they're like, oh, hey, a day shift opened up. Do you want it? A day shift with more pay than I was making on nights, which is suspicious. And (laughs) (laughs) and I remember telling you about it. And I remember this exact conversation of like, well, it would be really nice to just like have 13 weeks of this insane income. I think I was going to be making like three grand a week at this job while I get my coaching practice off the ground. And you were like, do you really think that you could do both? Like, do you really think that you could be at a job that sucks and do this at the same time? And the answer was just very clear for me for like, no, I don't think that I could. Right. And for me in that moment, it was a test. And then the next question was, can, do you have some runway? Can you, do you need this job? And the answer was also no. But like logically in my brain, I had crafted this story that, I mean, I was pregnant. I like, there was a hundred reasons to have extra income at that time. My husband was on a fixed income being um, in the military. Granted, he was an officer, so the pay is pretty decent. But I mean, who can't stand to make 40,000 more dollars in 12 weeks? You know, like who, who would turn that down? And for me in that moment, it was a point of resistance from doing the thing, you know, of like, had I taken the job, it just would have delayed the inevitable. Like who knows what roundabout yo-yo goose chase I would have ended up on if I would have doubled in. And again, that's why we're so curious on like, what's the best fit for you? Because new brand new nurse coach Shelby would have been like, you absolutely should quit your job because that's exactly what I did. Right. That's the way it worked for me. Um, But we've also seen people get quit their job and like go into a freeze 
And then yeah. they can't like move or breathe. And that's not helpful either for, for you or for your business. And so this is where it's so helpful to have a coach to help you sift through yeah. all of that because it's so nuanced. And especially like when we bring in the concept of fear into it and resistance into it, having somebody hold space for you while you untangle that yeah. is so helpful. Yeah, because the currency of the currency of abundance is courage. So if it's more courageous for you to not take the the 13 week assignment and then stock $40,000 and just go for it, because here's the other thing is you could just go for it and if it doesn't work out then you could take the 13 week assignment. Like it ain't going away. Right? Like yeah. So there's not a finite amount of 13-week assignments. There's a finite amount of half-life of enthusiasm when spirit is tapping you on your shoulder and saying you're meant that you're meant for more. And so just teasing that out. And here's the thing. There's no wrong decision. Whatever you decide, you decide. It's probably the right decision. Yeah. You're going to learn what you need to learn, whether it's starting now or waiting. And so there's just no shame and there's no pressure. It's like having somebody ask you the right questions in a way that hopefully will reveal to you what actually wants to happen for you in this moment mm -hmm. that comes from not fear, but from courage, from growth mindset, from excitement. Um, and that can be incredibly empowering. It's like the first step into a whole new way of living. And mm -hmm. other thing too is if you have to work, which a lot of you do, then looking at working when you're at work, that your work is creating capital to invest in your business as opposed to my identity is I'm still a nurse and I have this side hustle. Make your job be at, on, on the side. I work in the hospital to create capital to fund my nurse coaching business. So like even there, there can be help with defining the identity that you mostly live in because if you can make your hospital job be a way to raise capital, it feels a lot better than thinking that you have this little tiny side hustle that your nurse coaching practice. Nobody wants to hire a right. coach that has a little itty bitty tiny self-concept as a side hustle nurse coach. So there's mindset work to do even if you continue to work um, mm -hmm. your first year or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I introduced myself as an ER nurse even after I had quit ER nursing for like six months after, after yeah. I quit. You know, like there's, it's a it's so silly to look back on now, but I needed, I needed someone in the moment to kind of like grab me by the shoulders and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What, yeah. what action will point you North? Right. And, um, I don't know that it was really, <laughs> we, we were not both, I don't think aware in that moment of like how impactful that would be five years out, you know? Yeah. So, great job on you, Laura. Yeah. I'm glad we were by crazy. The shoulders. <laughs> I I am glad we we had the we were uh, wrapped up in the insanity of possibility. <laughs> a little delulu there, yeah. A little delulu, a little bit of yeah. or what does our mentor say? Is like a little bit of um, uh, a reality distortion field. It's like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to replace my income in six months. Like I think that uh, we 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 see this in the mentorship, and this is one of the fears that you guys have is the fear of, of not meeting your expectations. A hundred percent of you will not meet your expectations. One hundred percent of you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Every time. Maybe let's say 99. Let's not say 100. Anytime you say 100, you're lying. Let's say 99. 
Uh, and that's another big fear is that nurse coaches notoriously often set these like high expectations for themselves mm-hmm. because your brain says this is going to be just like, a, you know, NP school or this can be like CRNA school or this is going to be like nursing school. And I'm a really good student. I'm a good student and a hard worker. So this is going to be easier for me than it is for others. And it's just not the same muscles. It's not the same skill set. It's There's nothing that's the same in this yeah. part of the journey. It's just different. And so we have this fear that we're going to cause harm to our family, that we're wasting time and we're wasting money. Um, it's big. It's big, this yeah. fear of, of not meeting our expectations. So we always say set intentions and release expectations. Set intentions, release expectations. Because intentions are a target that you live into. Expectations are trying to control reality that you don't have control over. Yep. Yeah. It's um like the skill of being to being able to like be in what is actually true, even if it's different than you thought, and even if it's not what you thought it was gonna be, even if it's out in left field, just to being like, Yeah, I'm here and that's great, and we're gonna move forward. You know, like it doesn't the timeline of things is completely made up, you know. There's so much freedom here to tap into if we can just let ourselves be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Fear of uh, rejection and criticism. This is probably my biggest. Um, when I started my practice out of everything, I would say was the most present mm. for me. Yeah. Mm. I You say so, that. And then also I remember you telling stories about like hitting people up in the sauna at the gym being like, can I coach you? Can I coach you? Can, yeah. Are, do you want to be coached? <laughs> so, oh, I went to the owner of my gym two weeks out of cert with a proposal to be the in the the nurse coach on staff in the gym and uh bombed it like he's like asked me three questions i had no idea how to answer it and so i i still did stuff but the fear was really big so i like didn't let fear stop me but uh there was this sense of i was like a walking cliche like so such big imposter syndrome and I just figured if I kept doing it, something good would happen. That's that's what I thought. Like if I just keep mm. doing this, I mean, something will wrong. happen. You, you weren't wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I well, I share that in like just remembering those those stories right over the years. Yeah, and, like I think that people who like where fear of rejection or criticism feels really big, that there's like this facade that there are just people that don't experience this. Right. Yeah, it is. That Like I'm special. I'm so afraid of people, what they're going to think of me or if they don't get it. But like here, Laura is carrying around this big old fear and being like, you know, talking to the gym owner and hitting people up in the sauna. You know, like it's just like you can be with the fear and also take action. Anyway, you know. Yeah. Well, I I hear this a lot. Well, I really have to work on my imposter syndrome before I start. And it's like, honey, the only way to work on your imposter syndrome is to start. There's no softer, easier, faster way. There's no other way. Like the only way Mm -hmm. is through. The only way is to walk in feeling like an imposter. The only way is to take action, although you feel like a fraud or a cliche. Um, and you know, I had a very open 
communication style in my marriage. So my husband got to hear a lot, like the debrief, like I went and did this and this is how I felt. So I was, I didn't have a coach at that time. I was doing that. So he was my default coach and just trying to be, you know, Evan Menard style supportive, which is just solving all my problems at that time. Um, and I had you, Shelby, like we would talk periodically, we would talk and, and some of the other grads we would talk. But I look back on that and I'm like, if, and this is part of why I think the mentorship means so much to me and I, we've part, poured so much into it as I look back on graduating and it's like, what would have been the perfect conditions for that whole first year to look and feel different and to, um, to not have wasted as, mu- as much time and money? And that's what mentorship was born out of mm-hmm. is like, what's the best tool for the job at that point for most people? And, and that's how, that's what yeah. we came up with over time. Yeah. Cause I mean, think about like if you had a team of eight people energetically yeah. in your corner being like, Yeah, Laura, go talk to the gym yeah. person. Go go do the thing. And then yeah. you had like a mentor being like, Hey, maybe to hit like these three points and like don't say anything else, you know, <laughs> yeah. like someone to coach you through it. And then you do it. And even if you bomb it, having a soft place to land to be like, dude, I tried and it was so yeah. scary. And I'm still like hung over from that experience. Like, yeah. Golly, that was, I mean, I had that in my first year of business. I had a small group of women to where I could go and be bold and post crazy shit on Facebook and be like, I feel like I'm going to puke. You know, like I had a pep squad and it was easy. Yeah. You know, like right. the, the action itself, like still gave me the jitters, but knowing I had somebody that was going to catch me if I exploded was also right. really helpful too. Also really helpful. Yeah. That reminds me of, we had a, our master's call, which is our year two peeps. They're ending soon. And so we had a call with them yesterday. And one of our master mentees, I'm not going to say who, it was the cutest story, but she reached out to somebody who worked at a really big organization that she really looked up to. She had a coffee chat with her. She kind of went in for the kiss and like said, hey, like I think we're doing similar things. I'd love to hear more about what you do. If you ever are, are full, like I would love to hear more about how I could support you or these businesses. Essentially, it was a soft pitch through uh, an organic communication. And it didn't go perfectly. It went a little awry, but it still ended up great. Uh, and then she got to come tell us that she like cried in her closet listening to Cheryl Crow because it brought up every childhood wound ever. And we were dying laughing. You know, it's not funny that she was crying, but she she shared that, right? Like she shared that part of her, that human experience. Like it was out in the open. It's like that felt awful and weird. And I had to get pick up my kids and not cry while I was making them a snack. And then I got to my closet and I do did what I did, and I feel better. And mm-hmm. it's just nice to have people like witness you in the her the like the heroic act of even pitching yeah. somebody like these from the outside. These are just normal conversations. Nobody thinks nobody would think they're so big. It's helpful to have people that know you to be like, "Yo, that was brave." And like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what happened because you did it. And the next time you do anything like that, you're gonna nail it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's it's special. It's it's special. Um and I wish that there was like a sciencey term that we could put around that, but I just think that like being fully seen and witnessed in the pursuit of things that are vulnerable and that get your heart really excited, like there's there's a room full of people around you that are also feeling vulnerable and in pursuit yeah. of the thing, you know, like there's this level of understanding. 
that most people can't understand and that's okay but just yeah having having people in your corner that can like giggle with you at the Cheryl Crow comment and just be like dude you're such a badass like go you <laughs> even even if it made you cry like I'm still so proud of you yeah um, I think it's I think it's important it's a big deal yeah totally mm. yeah so fear of rejection and criticism I think that brings up a lot of inner child stuff there's months of work that I think that can be done around this but nothing can be done outside of the risk. Like we can talk about our feelings till we're blue in the face, but until we cross the threshold into the unknown, that's the real test that's going to reveal to us mm -hmm. what the work that needs to be done. So it's best to do these kinds of, of facing of fears in motion, in taking perceived risks, if your nervous system can handle it. And if your nervous system can't handle it, then there's there are other options to support you in that. But even having somebody who could witness that in, in you and say, hey, I think you're going into a freeze response every time you do X, Y, Z. Like there are some other outside work we can do maybe to make this particular threshold a little more comfortable to cross. It's not going to take the sting away or the the, the fear away. Um, yeah, yeah, there's, it's, I forget how resourced we are now compared to how we used to be three years ago. Like we have so many awesome resources for whatever mm -hmm. the the barrier of the day is for most of our people. Mm -hmm. Yep. Totally. Totally. Ooh. All right. Our kind of last one here is the fear of burnout and like the endless pursuit of the perfect work-life balance, right? Yeah. Um, Laura and I come from a pretty significant I guess, history of burnout, like working in the hospital, we went hard and fast and we, we burned the candle at both ends. Um, this is, and we've even touched burnout a few times in our business as well. And I think that our mindset around burnout has greatly shifted, right? To where burnout as a new coach, as a new nurse, there would be like this inherent failure that was attached to it of like, oh man, I fucked up. And now, now I can't, you know, like I'm so broken and damaged that I can't fix it versus now I'm like, Ooh, we're getting close to being a little raw at the edges. Like what do we need to do to like <laughs> curve her back in here to, to replenish, you know? And it's, it's not a sign that anything has gone wrong. It's just a sign that like I was honoring a nudge or you were honoring a nudge and we put the foot on the gas and we're allowed to take a break. And like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really nice to to have that mindset now versus like, oh, my God, I'm so burned out and I need six months off and I can't do anything and <laughs> bleh, wah, to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think for uh, this is the way it was described to me through a few people, which I love is and I talk about this, especially in year two. But I think that as entrepreneurs, it's our ethical responsibility to see where our edges lie. Where does the line of burnout exist in this new role? Because it's not coming from having being understaffed. It's not coming from picking up too many shifts. It's not coming from having really, really shitty shifts that we don't have control over. Like we are in control of our work and how we work and how much we work and the way that we work. And I think like we have to bump up against the burnout side rail to know what our capacity is. 
and we just bump it and then we have consciousness and awareness around it and we come back off. And that can look like a week off of your business. It can look like a month off of your business. It can look like a social media break. It can look like not reading any self-development and watching some Mm -hmm. good old-fashioned reality TV. Um, For me, it can look like allowing myself to, to have a sick day in bed. Like for me, that, that can take that that's worth a whole week of rest is just one whole day in bed where nobody bothers me, where I can do and in, in whatever I want to do. Um, I guess they call it rotting. I saw that that one video about it. <laughs> a rot that's day. Yeah. A, a rot day is like, oh, it's the best in the whole world. Um, so we also equate fear of burnout and work-life balance with a fear of success because for a lot of you, you think to be really successful and to make a lot of money, I'm gonna be burnt out all the time. Because your brain still says, I have to work really hard to earn money. And it's just not the the case here as an entrepreneur. It's how well you can solve a problem in the world. If you become the best at the world at solving a specific problem in your clients, you can make a lot of money not working a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. So there is yeah. it's it's rewarding your creative ability to solve problems in the world. It's not how many minutes you you are at your laptop or how many hours you are in session with human beings. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've never been an entrepreneur, that's just never been, especially if you went to public school. If you went to public school and you went right into working for others, this has not been modeled to you unless you have a, an entrepreneurial parent. And so yeah. realizing that uh, was like the biggest breath of fresh air. It's like all I have to do is commit to being really, really good at solving one problem. And then there's this opportunity for a, a life to feel and look a lot different. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happened mm-hmm. with this business was that. And that's what happens in any of our successful nurse coaches business. It's opportunity for lots of work-life balance with with uh, periods of time where you are leaning into possible burnout. So it's expansion and contraction. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. The way I see this manifest for both new nurse coaches and for myself time to time is that more comes at a negative cost to my people, to my family, to my friends, to my social life, right? So if I have more success, if I earn more money, if I love my job even more, then I become less tolerable to the people around me and then they won't love me anymore. Mm. Or or if I earn more money, we do more stuff, we create more offerings, then I'm going to have to work harder work more hours and then it like defeats the purpose of why I wanted to be an entrepreneur to begin with yeah. to be around for my kids right so it's tricky because i mean i don't want to say that that's a totally irrational fear it's definitely something to be aware of but like the reality of it is i mean you and i can like start finish launch a thing in 30 days and i work maybe two more hours a week on it like the 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 yeah the now, actual you know the, the reality of it is that it's not like this extended time commitment for a year that my, you know, that Ada's crying to me every night of why I'm not putting her to bed. You know, it's that's like worst case scenario. It's never that. It's never that. Um, so you have to, I think, just be present with it of like, yes, I have this fear, but what's actually true? What's actually happening yeah. right now? You know, did I make the soccer game today? Did I get to put my kiddos to bed? Did I get to make dinner? Awesome. Check, check, check moving on, moving forward. Um, so this this one is like my own brand of fear that circles like every six months to where it'll just yeah. like cap, cap the potential for a few weeks and then 
you blast through it and prove it wrong and you know the next the next level exists for you yeah and you're like what's the next fear i'm ready for <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> oh all right team well i hope that this was helpful for you today this feels like a good place to end and a good place to land um i would love to hear we would love to hear from you yes i'm like what what's your biggest fear? You know, that's like the, my favorite emails to get is tell me your greatest fear, your greatest hope and your greatest dream. And like, that's how I like to <laughs> have conversations with people. Um, but join us in the Facebook group, the successful nurse coaches. We would love to talk to you about this in real time over there. And if you are looking to maybe navigate some fear to jump into the mentorship, schedule time with us, reach out. Yeah. Don't let fear be the thing. We're masters at helping people navigate through this and coming up with really individualized support to get you from point A to point B. Um, so let us know where you're at. We would love to help you. Yep. Awesome. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.